It's intern John. Celebrate the coziest season with Safeway. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all of your seasonal favorites. Make the most of those fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Sincerely, Safeway. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. At the bottom of the screen. Bishop, why do you do a faith confession? Um, what you confess is what you possess. Say, what I confess is what I possess. So I have you to do that before we get into the word so that you're able to receive it. Let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Lord, speak to us tonight. We must hear from you. We must receive clarity from you, and we need the courage to do what we're going to receive clarity on. I rebuke any distraction that's in our homes that would stop us. I rebuke any distraction that perhaps is in our minds. I declare that our minds are open and ready to receive. Can I get you to please say, I'm open and ready to receive. I rebuke you getting texts in the middle of the message that stress you out or that worry you or that frustrate you. And I declare that today God's going to speak to you with clarity and God's going to speak to you with power in Jesus' name. Can I just get you to lift up worship for about five seconds right there? Come on, across America and around the world, we lift up worship. You're amazing, Jesus. You're incredible. And we honor you and we glorify you. If you're just coming in, I want you to like this video. Tell us where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Share this stream tonight. This word is going to speak life into your life. If you're just coming in, you didn't get a chance to give. I want you to give tonight for everybody else. Somebody say, let's go. So we're in this series called Parables, and we've learned that parables are stories that Jesus used to illustrate principles. Now, Sunday's was the parable of the unjust judge. Say the unjust judge. Now, it's important to understand that when we look at this parable, it was designed to teach us about the right way to pray. Here it is, when the odds are stacked against you. Can I tell you that the greatest thing you have going for you isn't your education? The greatest thing you have going for you isn't your background. The greatest thing you have going for you aren't your looks. The greatest thing you have going for you, watch this, if you've got access to the King of Kings and you've got access to the Lord of Lords. What does prayer do? Prayer means I don't have to get into a street fight with you. You ain't got that much power. Prayer means I get to go above your head and go to the God that, watch me, that runs everything. Can you open up your mouth and say, my God's got power? Can I tell you, you lose a lot of your strength and a lot of your energy, a lot of your fortitude trying to fight street fights with people. What do you mean by a street fight, Bishop? 
Some of y'all know something about a street fight because you got into a street fight. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Do the hand wave emoji online if you know something about a street fight. A street fight is where y'all meet in the parking lot at 315. Y'all meet at the playground at 315. Y'all ain't saying them. And watch me. What you were doing is here's what you did. Whenever you agree, watch me. Whenever you agree to fight your adversary, you are making them your equal. This is the reason why you got to be careful that you don't pull yourself down to that low of a place. I need some of y'all to stop talking about it. I'm going to call her and give her a piece of my mind. You better not come down. Come down for what? This is why, watch me, this is why God has no equals because God has no enemies because for him to get involved in a fight with anybody would suggest that somebody is his equal. And that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 45 that I am the Lord. I make light and darkness. I create good and evil. God says, listen, even what the devil does, I allow him to do. So don't get it twisted and think even the devil got power to do what he wants to do. Somebody say prayer has power. So let's go to the text again, but I want to go deeper tonight. I want to unveil some things to you tonight that I didn't do in the first message. Here it is. Tonight I want to teach you how to be fruitful in a valley. Say how to be fruitful in a valley. Come on, say it again, y'all. Say how to be fruitful in a valley. Now here's the thing about valleys. When we think about valleys, I need you to get the imagery before we get to the text. A valley is literally created because there's two mountains. There's mountain one. That's where you come from. Then there's the mountain you're headed to. In between the two is the valley. Bishop, what does the valley mean in life? You're progressing. You wouldn't be in a valley unless you had just made some progress and unless you're getting ready to make some greater progress. So for everybody that feels like, I just feel like I'm going through right now. Good, baby. That means you're making progress and it means your next move is about to. I need you to put some faith in the atmosphere. Say, God's about to blow my mind. Come on. Now, how do you know it? Because this valley is deeper than the last one. And the deeper the valley, the higher the mountain. I need somebody to understand that your valley is an indication of how great your victory is about to be. And my victory is about... I need you to say my victory is going to be huge. So, a valley is in between two mountains. Now, here's the thing about valleys in life. There's certain areas of your life where you can be on the mountain. There's other areas of your life you can be in the valley. Here's what can mess with you, is when everything isn't at the same place. Are you following me? See, you can be having great, you can be on a mountain in a relationship and in a valley in your finances. You can be in a mountain in a finances and then valley in your relationships. Come on, y'all. You can be in a mountain with your family and then a valley with your finances. You can be in a mountain with your finances and a valley with your family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need you, watch me, I need you not to let one valley overwhelm you and miss the mountains. I'm going to say it again, because some of y'all let one little problem shut you down. You, it shuts down your praise, it shuts down your worship, it shuts down your energy. It sh- watch me, one little thing will make you think the whole world is falling apart. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. One little issue will make you think everything is going bad and everything is not going bad. You got one valley over here and 45 mountains over there. I need you to say this valley won't stress me out. Now, how many watching right now, you've got some areas of your life that you would identify are in a valley. Come on, be honest. If there's no valley, there's no victory. (laughs) So watch me, if you have no area in your life where you perceive there's a valley, I'm here to tell you, watch me, something's wrong. That means you're not making progress. Matter of fact, valleys are evidence of progress. 
See, if there's a valley, that means I'm progressing. I'm moving forward. I'm not stagnant. Open up your mouth, please, and say, I'm not stagnant anymore. So watch. So here's the thing. You can have one area of your life that's in a valley, one area of your life that's not. So when we think of mountain, we think of victory. The valley is the process to get to victory. Either way, both of them involve victory. Somebody say both of them. Now, depending on where you're from, you can type that on the screen, B-O-T-H space O-F space T-H-E-M. If you're not from where they're from, you'll type it like this, B-O-F-F-U-M. All right? Read your Bibles. You ready? Now, check this out. Here's what this is, y'all. Say valley. Both of them involve victory. There is no victory without the other. If there is no valley, there is no mountain. If there is no mountain, there is no valley. Look at me. They are codependent on one another. Shut up. <laughs> I don't mean literally shut up. That just means it's so good that you just got to say something, right? See, you want mountains with no victories. Let me tell you what that is, a plateau. Because it's all the same. <laughs> Come on in, y'all. Come in, y'all. I need you, matter of fact, for every valley in your life. Can you just let God know you're grateful by giving him five seconds of worship right there? Go. Five. Go. Four. Three. Come on. Go. Two. One. Somebody holler, yes, Lord. If you only have mountains, that's not a mountain. It's a plateau because it's all the same. Then, watch me, then you're stagnant. And stagnant water stinks. Let me tell you what happens when people have no valleys, is they get complacent. When they get complacent, they get careless. When you get careless, you'll tear up what you've worked for years to build up. So here's what happens. If there's a dip, baby, dip, come on now. Oh, y'all tell, y'all remember what time, what time, y'all tell know about that, huh? <laughs> Somebody say, I'm about to dip. I'm about to dip. All right, listen, 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 let's go. So, here's a mountain. I need a valley to form another mountain. With no valley, I'm stagnant. The decrease, what did we learn in the series of New Altitude? It's what gives me the lift under my wings. For when I'm on my increase. But then watch me. I don't get arrogant when I get up here because I know what's coming. So I'm not even mad about what's coming because I know it's got to come. So when it comes, I just simply say, I will. Bless the Lord. When? At all time. Up there on that mountain down here in this valley. And his praise show what continually be in my mouth. Look at me. Look at me. Why do you think it's strange when you go through a valley? Why are you tripping when you go through a valley? Why are you crying out to God as if God wasn't the one that ordered the valley in the first place? God, you see what I'm dealing with? Girl, I, I ordered it. Boy, I ordered it. Son, I ordered it. I know exactly what came to your door because I'm the one that sent it. Prime to make sure you got it next day. Shut up. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, why is this so important? Because what does this have to do with the story that you're in. So here's this woman. She's a widow. She's in a valley. Luke 18, 1. I need you to make this declaration. Say, I will not be surprised when I see a valley. 
Say, it's an indication. Victory's next. Like, stop getting all worked up. Stop, stop getting all upset. Matter of fact, some of y'all just, and it's going to be hard, just, just, you ready? Because you don't know how to do it on demand. You know how to holler on demand. You don't know how to laugh on demand. You know how to be a fool and act a fool and, and cuss folk out on demand. Let's come on, y'all. Let's be honest. But you don't know how to laugh on demand. I, I need, watch me. I need you to make it like the choosing ears that said, it, we started laughing because it seemed like a dream. It was all a dream. I need you to just watch me. It's going to be hard for some of y'all because y'all don't even know how to do it. But can I just get you for a moment? Can you just let out the best version of laugh you got right there? Some of y'all's laugh sounds petty. Come on, it's gotta be a real one, y'all. Why am I laughing? Because I'm laughing at the enemy thought that the way he got me to get stressed out last year about my valley, that that was gonna work this year. Man, you don't know about me. I learned last year. I learned last decade. I know what to. So here she is, Luke 18, 1. And baby girl going through something. Baby girl going through something. Baby boy, because she's a widow doesn't just mean she's a girl or a woman. A widow here, since she's nameless, means it could be a man or a woman. So, fellas, you can put yourself in the same position. So she's going through something. He is going through something. Luke 18.1. And Jesus, he told them a parable to this effect. What's the effect? That men ought to what? Always to pray and not do what? Lose heart. So what do we learn? Prayer has to be a lifestyle. If we pray all the time, we won't lose our minds. Say, if I pray all the time, I won't lose my mind. Let me tell you why the valley begins to stress you. Because you stopped praying. No, it's just that simple. You're like, is there more? Mm -mm. It's right there. Let me tell you why the valley makes you feel nervous. You stop praying. You ever done something that was kind of like, you know, like risky, right? I remember one time I, was, I did this bungee thing um, they had at Six Flags or Elitches here in Denver. And you, they pull you all the way up here and then they drop you. The whole time up, I was praying. You think I'm lying. The whole time I found in the name of hit, ta -da -da I just went in the tongues. I said, when we know not what we ought to pray, <laughs> we ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. So I prayed the whole time. And then coming down, watch me, as I was coming down, I hollered, and watch me, and I was called it on Jesus. Now, you laugh like that's funny, but, but actually that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you go to a valley. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You laugh like, oh, that's funny. But that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. See, when I'm on my way up, I'm praying. And when I'm on my way down, I'm praying. When it's good, I'm praying. When it's not good, I'm praying. When I'm happy, I'm praying. When I'm sad, I'm praying. When I want to holler, I pray. When I want to give up, I pray. When... If I pray all the time, I won't lose my mind. And lose your mind there because heart and scripture there, heart, when we see it in the Bible, most often it means mind. Here, it means this, that you become negative because you're weary. Watch this. Weariness doesn't just happen. Weariness comes over time. Come on, y'all. So, baby girl, baby boy is weary. Weary because this is not the first time I've prayed about this issue. This is the first time I've given towards this issue. This is the first time... I've worshiped about this issue. So since I have to keep going through this process, I begin to weary because I think that, watch this, that it's not working. Weariness is evidence that you stopped believing it would work. 
Weariness is evidence that you stop believing it would work. So look at me. He says, if you pray, you wouldn't get weary. That's deep. Because literally he's saying your issue is what you're focused on. You can't get rid of the valley, so you need to choose what you're going to focus on when you're in it. Did you hear me? You can't get rid of the valley, so you need to determine what you're going to focus on when you're in it. You're not going to rebuke a valley. It's a natural occurrence. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You're not going to rebuke a valley. For everybody trying to rebuke a valley, you can't rebuke what's natural. It's a natural occurrence. And it's proof you're making progress. If you rebuke your valley, let me tell you what you also rebuke, your mountain. So if you rebuke your problem, what do you rebuke? Your progress. If you rebuke your struggle, what do you rebuke? Your success. Y'all ain't saying that to me. I'm trying to get you to understand why God didn't answer your prayer to make it easier. Because had he made it easier, or had he given you what you asked for, you thought he would have only got rid of the problem. What you didn't understand is he would have also simultaneously had to get rid of the promise. So baby girl, baby boy got an issue. Where they at? Luke 18.1. Jesus says, if you pray all the time, finish it, you won't lose your mind. He says, you're not going to get negative because you're weary. You're weary because of what you're focused on in your valley. You can either focus on how long it's taking or you can focus on the fact that you got the strength to keep going. You can focus on the fact, watch me, that you're walking through it by yourself or you can focus on the fact that you were strong enough to do it by yourself. Some of y'all think loneliness is a punishment. It's not. <laughs> Some of y'all think being by yourself is a punishment. It's not. It just means that when you're walking through your valley, you ain't got to carry nobody else's weight. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Some of y'all need to be glad that your friends forsook you. Why? I don't have to carry you. You Y'all ready? So here it is. Here it is. Seventh Wednesday. Here it is. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer isn't a gift nor is it a calling. Prayer is a command. Say a command. It's a command for us all. We looked at this. I want to hit it again real quick. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. It says, first of all, I love Paul because he's petty. First of all, <laughs> you already know where Paul is from. He's from South Jerusalem. Listen, first of all, then I urge that supplications. What do we learn supplications are? That's when you pray for other believers. It's a supplement. You can't replace what people are supposed to do for themselves. Number two, prayers. Prayer means to ask. Notice, if you pray all the time, you wouldn't lose your mind. He says, you stopped asking. He says, you stopped asking because you got weary. What is an ask? An expectation. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask, pray. To ask means to pray or think. So here's what God says. You didn't give me anything to do better than. You stopped asking. So when you stopped asking, you stopped expecting. When you stopped expecting, you literally didn't give me anything to exceed. So you wonder why I'm not working. I don't come to work for free. Shut up. He says, listen, I need you to give me something to work with so that I can exceed it. So you can ask me for one house, I'll give you the block. But you didn't ask me for the first one in the first place. Y'all got what I'm saying? Supplications, then prayer. Say, that's what I do for myself. The third type of prayer there is intercession. This is when you pray for an unbeliever. We learn from John 9 that the Lord doesn't hear the prayer of a non-believer or an unbeliever except for salvation. See, when you are a Christian, it comes with membership benefits. At 11.15 on Sunday, I talked about Blockbuster, some of you Hollywood video. 
one of our digital harvesters said, Bishop, you were speaking to me. My first job was at Hollywood Video. I said, look at here. I said, I need to talk to y'all about some of those policies because y'all charge me fees for not rewinding, and I'm pretty sure I rewinded. I'm going to need my money back. <laughs> Be kind, rewind. Or they charged you. Some of y'all had 4,200 and rewind fees for my millennials. Blockbuster and Hollywood Video was a place you used to go to get videos because we had VCRs, video cassette recorders, and then after that we had DVDs, digital video discs. And so you used to have to put it in the machine. You couldn't Netflix it. You couldn't button it. You couldn't talk to Cortana. You couldn't talk to uh, Siri. You couldn't, you couldn't talk to Alexa. She have, listen, no how. You could, you could... <laughs> You can talk to any of them, Google Home, you can talk to none of them. You have to go in and get your video. And God, and while you were getting your video, you would wait in line, you would go Friday, you want to get there about 6, because if you got there about 7.38, you're going to be there for at least 45 minutes. And then you're going to start looking at stuff that you know you weren't going to get, but you was looking at it anyhow. You standing over looking at it, I think I'm going to get this game and play this game. And then watch me, and then they had limits, because you could only get two for $9.99. Y'all listen to them, and some of y'all went in there with your mama and them, and you was trying to get three, but that wasn't a deal. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. So watch me. When you're a Christian, it's like that blockbuster card. I got access to everything in here. See, the benefits of being a believer is that everything that God is, I've got access to. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I've got access. That's why the scripture says, remember the Lord and forget not his what? Benefits. Which means God says, you got a benefits card when you become a Christian. Which means you're not just out here by yourself. You've got heaven backing you up. And if God be for you, who? So here we are. First of all, supplications. That's prayer for what? Other Christians. Then prayers, that's what you do for yourself. Intercessions, this is what you pray for an unbeliever. Then the fourth type of prayer that I introduced to you on Sunday is this one here, thanksgivings. Somebody say thanksgivings. Being thankful or a lack of thankfulness is a form of prayer. So when we're not thankful, God says, I heard you. You miss me. When you're ungrateful, God says, I heard that. You're like, I didn't say nothing. He says, that's my point. He says, and since I didn't hear nothing when I blessed you, watch me. I'm a whole, watch me. I'm going to need that up off of you. Because grateful people always get more. I'm going to give you an opportunity right here in the middle of this message to show God just how grateful you are. If he's done anything for you in the last, come here, 48. The last 48 hours, if he's done anything for you, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to let him know how grateful and thankful you are. In your house, get on your feet. In Atlanta, in Denver, in Chicago, in Miami, wherever you're at, release a praise. He woke you up this morning, started you on your way, put food on your table, kept you in the land of the living, got you over the coronavirus, got you over cancer, got you over HIV, got he's been good to you. Yeah, it is. Be seated. Watch me. Thankfulness or the lack thereof is a form of prayer. See, watch me. Every time something good happens, thank you. Thank you. Every time something not good happens, thank you. Let's go back to where we're at. And the mountain, thank you. When you sense that it's not mountainous and you're starting to go down, thank you. Thank you. And the more I thank him when I'm going into that valley, watch me, the quicker I come up out of that valley. Why? Because thankfulness is a form of prayer. It's a way of telling him, God, I'm getting the lessons. You ain't got to repeat this one. You don't have to let this one keep going. I get the lessons. Somebody say four types of prayer. And notice what he said. Make these types of prayer. Watch me. The last one. For what? All people. So thankfulness here then has dual meanings. One, it's for the good, the bad. 
two, it's for all people. Look at me. We know how to thank God for the people we like. What about the people that make your neck do like I just did? Can I tell you? That's the real test of thankfulness. See, without Judas, Jesus would have never gotten to the cross. Can you take a moment for a moment with me and just jaywalk over to the story about Judas for a minute? Because Judas was placed over the money. Jesus knew he was a thief. So why did, Judas, why did Jesus place Judas over the money? Jesus knew he was a thief. John knew he was a thief because John's the one that told us he was a thief, which means men talk. I know people say ladies talk. Men talk. Men talk. Men talk. Men talk. And now they're letting them back in barbershops now, so men talk. Let's go. Men talk. Here's the deal. So you know John went and told the other guys. So everybody knew he was stealing. So check this out. Why would Jesus, y'all ready? We jaywalked over here. We're coming back over to the regular sidewalk over here. But we just went over here real fast, all right? Uh, yeah, come on, y'all ready? Here's the deal. Why would Jesus place a man he knew was stealing over the money? And he knew that everybody in his crew knew he was stealing the money. So that when, watch me, when they got to a place where they said, listen, feed the multitude. We don't have anything. He said, give me two fish. What you got? Two fish? That's what you got? Five loaves? Watch me. What does he do? He breaks it in front of who? Judas. He says, Judas, I want you to know that even though you're stealing, I still don't need you to get this done. Y'all missed what I just said. So I'm going to back the thing up. Sometimes God will allow a Judas to show you that you didn't need them to get it done in the first place. Because if Judas was stealing, Judas was trying to take from what Jesus was doing and trying to push what he was doing. And some of y'all keep getting mad that you don't have people supporting you the way that you want them to support you. And what God's about to do is break you off a piece of something right in front of them. Y'all ain't going to say that to him. So he looks over at Judas because Jesus has a little petty in him. And so he breaks the bread. He says, oh, you thought I needed the money. Y'all don't understand. I'm going to back it up. <laughs> who counts the money for Jesus? Judas. Who is stealing Jesus' money? Judas. What does Jesus consistently do to prove he don't need Judas? Work miracles that don't require money. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I got something better than money. Say, I got favor. Say, it's all on me. <laughs> Say it again. Say, it's all on me. Peter needed some money to pay his taxes. Peter looked over at Judas and said, don't mess with that, Mark. He said, don't even go talk to Judas. He said, because Judas think we need him because he carried the money. <laughs> they think, he, Judas think I need him because of what he does for me. I'm about to do it in front of Judas. Watch me. Peter, you don't go, don't ask Judas for nothing. You need some money to pay your taxes? Go fishing. And I'm going to put some gold in a fish's mouth so that when you go fishing, what you need is going to be there. What was God trying to tell Judas? Don't you get it twisted, punk. I don't need you to get this done. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, nobody's holding me hostage this year or this decade. Say, God's been working miracles for me without what I thought I needed. You keep saying, I need money. God says, let me work a miracle. You keep saying, I need support. God says, let me work a miracle. You keep saying, I need more education. Let me work a miracle. I'm going to make them put you in the program and create it for you, even though you don't qualify. I need you to make this declaration. Throw your hands up. Say, my house is next for a huge miracle. Now, our jaywalk is over. Come back over here. First Timothy chapter 2. 
verse 2. Here's what it says for kings and all who are in high position. So he says, when you're doing this prayer and this thankfulness, he says, make sure you're praying for people who are in leadership, specifically and particularly over you. You may not like who's in office, but you need to pray for who's in office. So it's good for you. And you can use them same prayers to get them up out of office. I'm just saying, watch me. For kings and all who are in what? High position. Let's talk church. It's easy to criticize what you can't do. Um, what are you trying to say, Bishop? Let's talk business. It's easy to criticize your supervisor because you weren't in the meetings they saw it in. It's easy to criticize your pastor because you don't know what comes with the seat. Somebody asked me something um, before church, and they said, so uh, why would that be the first thing you think? I looked over at my seat. I said, I'm a pastor. The two that know what I'm talking about is the ones laughing. I said, I'm a pastor. I said, that's what I have to think from that seat. What, 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 are, you, what, are, you, what are you getting at, Bishop? If you would use your time not to critique and criticize, but to cry out and pray for, it would be better for you. Because let me tell you what God's going to do. When you start praying for a leader over you, you're going to start to see it from their seat. Y'all are missing me. And when you see it from their seat, you're going to be like, you know what? My bad. I apologize. Forgive me for ever creating any issue for you. Because if I was sitting in that seat, I probably would have oops upset on somebody's head. Forgive me. It's easy to shoot shots when you're not the one that has to call them and take them. This is Bible right here, y'all. Can you just take a moment to pray for, uh, pr matter of fact, come on, it's anniversary day. Can you take a moment, stretch your hands, everybody and pray for me? Can you just take 10 seconds, pray for me. Pray for my shalom. Pray for victory. Pray for favor. Come on, y'all. Come on, pray for me. And then pray for those leaders that have been set in place around me. Come on, come on. Come on, everybody. Come on, do it in Atlanta. Even if it's your first time watching, it's okay. Stretch your hands, pray for me. There's something that God is speaking through me to you right now. That's why you're still on the stream. Come on. Make this say, we pray for leadership that's elected. Come on, say it with me. Say, we pray for elected leadership. Say, in Jesus' name, put the right counselors around them, the right people around them. Let them execute your will in Jesus' name. Now listen, here's why he says to do that. He says, so you can lead a peaceful, say shalom, and quiet life. He says, you ain't going to have drama if you learn to pray for leaders. See, in school, let me tell you something. Let me, let me tell you something about me. In school, when I was coming to school, everybody else was trying to be friends with one another. I didn't care about that. I said, where to teach at? Because I had, listen, I wanted favor with who was in charge, not my equal. Some of y'all fight to be seen by people that can't do nothing. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. You need to learn how to have favor. But, and they may, are you just brown nosing, baby? This nose, listen. Are you, just, you just, I ain't gotta run up behind nobody. That's your problem. You're so arrogant. And that's why you keep getting overlooked because nobody wants to deal with somebody arrogant. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. So while the other kids are trying to run, run together and hang out with one another in second grade, Dunbar Elementary School, Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis City Schools, I was trying, listen, I was Mrs. Denton. I said, she had these red pens. I said, Mrs. Denton, I said, where you get them red pens from? I had my mother get me some of them red pens from the teacher supply store because I wanted to be a teacher. Quiet as it's kept, low key, don't tell nobody. That's why I started Harvest Bible College, so I could still be a teacher. Come on. I decided to live out everything I wanted to do. Listen, <laughs> listen, watch me. So, so, so I got these red pens. 
And there was this girl in second grade. Her name was Kalila. I ain't going to say her last name because he might be watching. And um, in second grade, and because I had favor with the teacher, um, they were like, you like, you like Kalila? I said, I do. And uh, they were like, you want to go over there in that class? Watch me. They gave me privileges they didn't give to other students. Why? Because I knew how to have right relationship with who was in charge. I need you to understand the favor you need ain't going to be from your equal. The favor you need is going to be for somebody above you. And you better learn how to pray for and how to support and how to encourage leadership. Somebody say yes, Lord. So, so I went over to Miss Robinson class. Miss Robinson class was the other second grade class. I went over to Miss Robinson class and, she, and they said, oh, you like Khalid? I said, I sure do. So they sat me down right next to the collegiate, and I was nervous. I was nervous, and I was shy. I was shy, and I was nervous. So when I was nervous because I was shy, um, I sat there. I didn't say nothing to Khalid the whole class. I didn't say nothing to her. She turned and looked at me twice, and I was like, I'm supposed to say something to you. But I'm so doggone nervous. Khalila, if you're watching today, hey, I meant to say something to you all the years ago. I'm good, though. Listen, back then you didn't want me. I'm just joking. Second grade, y'all. Have fun in church. Can I get 50 of you all to type that on the stream? Have fun in church. Okay. <laughs> she didn't know. She didn't know. So I sat there the whole time, and then I went back at the end of the day back in my class. Mrs. Denton said, she said, uh, what'd you do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I said, look, I'll be ready to go over there tomorrow. I needed to build my build up. I said, I just didn't know what to say. And I didn't know if I, you know, we in class. I didn't know if I was like, hey, baby, how you doing? I didn't know if I came strong. Or did I just need to come real calm, cool, and collect? Like, you got that math problem right there? Two plus two. It's four. All right, listen. (laughs) Let's go back to the word. Somebody say, I pray for my leadership. If I'm your pastor, pray for me. Don't leave me out there by myself fighting lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I pray for my man of God. I pray for him every day because I'm like, look, let one of them say where they at. Huh? I take this ring off. (laughs) Ready? All right, let's move. You ready? Verse 2. And he said in a certain city, somebody said a certain city. Now, the Bible leaves it blank there because it can apply to you or me, any city. Say, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm in, prayer can change it. Watch me. If I'm on a mountain, prayer will sustain me. If I'm in a valley, prayer will change things. Check this out. Denver means valley. Here's the word, how to be fruitful in a valley. Y'all ain't gonna sit up. So there was a man in a city named Denver. You put yourself there. What's your city? Put yourself there. Put yourself there. What's your name? Put yourself there. Watch me. Who had a judge that neither feared God nor respected man. What does this really mean? That this is a person of power. Watch me. That doesn't respect her nor her God. Y'all ready? What does this mean? The odds are against her. And remember, this can be a man or a woman, so that means the odds are against the man. The odds are against the woman, which means they're in a situation that's unfair. So here she is. She's in a what? Valley. Why? 
the odds are stacked against her. If you're in a valley, going up that hill means the odds are against you. Everybody don't make it to the summit of a mountain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Got it? Which means I need a level of strength to deal with this to make sure that this isn't the end of me. Y'all ready? Let's go further. Here it is. There's a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. Verse 3. So she's going to watch y'all? A valley. But somebody says she's about to be fruitful. Make this declaration say, just like me. Verse 3. And there's a widow in that city. What did I teach you on Sunday? This means three things. Her current status is questionable. Why? She's a widow woman. That means her current situation, she was used to being provided for. Watch me. And her source of provision has changed. Her source of provision has changed. Please catch the revelation. Her source of provision has changed. What she was dependent upon is no longer what she can depend upon. Her source of provision has changed. For some of you, your provision came through the emotional support certain people gave you, and those people no longer are there, so now you don't have that level of provision. Are y'all hearing me? For some of you, watch me, your strength came from coming in this building, and you haven't been able to come in this building, so your strength, your source of provision has changed. So her source of provision has changed, number one. Number two, watch me, her past achievements taunt her. If she's a widow, that means at one point she was married, which suggests that at one point her status was better than it is now. Anybody ever felt like, watch me, like your status is deteriorated, watch me, the more you seem to progress. Please catch the revelation before we even get there. It doesn't mean something's wrong because a valley is a natural occurrence after a mountain. No valley, no victory. Say it with me. Say, no valley, no victory. No valley, no victory. No valley, no victory. No no Y'all didn't quite get that last one, but that's okay. I love you. Let's go. You ready? Current status. That is the t-shirt. Current status is what? Questionable. Preguntas. <laughs> her past achievements are what? Taunting her. Anybody ever look back on your past and thought that it was better than your current? I'm going to get in some of y'all's business. Come on, Holy Ghost, I hear you. See, some of y'all look back on that relationship. It was junk, but here's what you say to yourself. But I had somebody. And don't you want somebody to love? Don't you need somebody to love? I'm going to find somebody to love. <laughs> y'all see my little tap right there? Can I use a tap? Look at me. So here's what the enemy will do. He'll say, wasn't it better back there? Wasn't life better back there? Weren't things better? Wasn't it better? But what you don't understand is, watch me. Progress requires me to release what was so I can embrace what is to prepare for what's coming. So here she is, every day reminded of what life used to be like when Leroy was alive. She's a widow woman. Her source of provision is gone. Some of y'all can't enjoy new friends because old friends taunt you the memory of them. And you don't really want new friends because you got to go through the worker to trust the new people. So you'd prefer to just keep the old ones even though you know the old ones ain't about nothing. I need you to open your mouth, please, and say, I release what was 
to embrace what he is, to prepare for what's coming. And I need you to make this declaration and say, it's going to be big. All right, here we go. There's doubt about her future. This is a widow. Her current status is what? Questionable. Her past achievements taunt her. And there's doubt about her future. There's doubt. What is it going to be? What's life going to be for me? It's going to be different. How am I going to adjust to this? Oh, yeah. Here's doubt. It's a loss of hope. It's a loss. Things get better. How many of you can be honest that there are certain areas of your life? Y'all do the hand wave emoji where you have lost hope. Now, here's what's crazy. One area you can shout about. Tear the church up. Tear the church up. <laughs> you got a whole song to it, too. <laughs> you find you a praise partner in church, but like, just tear this church up. And here's the thing. Then you have another area you're like, mm-mm. Don't do that, Jackie. I don't want to talk about that. No, I don't want to talk about that. Don't, shh, don't say nothing about that. Don't say that name. Don't say that name. Don't say that name. Don't say that name. Don't say, I don't want to hear that. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm, don't do that. And here's what the crazy thing is. All of you has to go through it. You miss me. All of you has to go through it. I think, I think you're missing the point here because if you're not careful, the doubt you have about that one area will bleed into other areas. And so now you go from, watch me, having doubt in one area to now you lost heart. You're negative because you're weary. Because one area bled into another, which bled into another. But you bled into another. And before you know it, you don't even want to wake up in the morning. You don't even want to get out to bed. You've been off quarantine for three weeks. And you're just laying. Child, I'm tired. How you tired? You ain't done nothing. How you tired? Your Frigidaire's tired of seeing you. Aren't all of our fridges? <laughs> I wrote mine a letter. I said, I ain't messing with you no more. I'm going to eat out for the rest of this time. Let's go. Y'all ready? Open your mouth and make this declaration. Say, I will not become weary. So listen, let's go. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him. What did we learn? Say, she was persistent. Saying, give me justice against my adversary. Uh, 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 Give me justice. And saying there, it means to ask. So she prayed. Somebody says she prayed. Now, we learned on Sunday she was not only persistent. What's that other word? She was what? Consistent. Her prayer didn't differ, differ because of delay, nor did her prayer change due to circumstances. Often we change our prayer to fit our circumstance. We change our prayer to fit what we're going through. Lord, you know what? I don't actually have that. If you just, um, just do this. So you exchange, watch me, because of the weight it took to get the number one, you decided you don't even want a burger no more. You want nuggets. Watch me. A burger got to get prepared. Nuggets are pre-prepared. I wish that you would stop wanting what was somebody else's. I need you to open up your mouth and say, God's making something fresh for me. I need you to open your mouth and say, he's making something fresh for me. Well, you know what they do when they're making something fresh? They tell you to pull up. Because it's going to take us a little longer to get your stuff ready because your stuff wasn't sitting. (laughs) Your stuff wasn't sitting up under some warmer. Your stuff is about to be all things new. And so we don't even. Can I keep teaching? Can I keep teaching? Listen. 
Now, where did she get this from? Isaiah 41, 21 says this. Set forth your case, says the Lord. Bring your proof, says the king of Jacob. I need to catch the imagery. She keeps going to the judge because there's a principle. Remember, this is a parable. It didn't actually happen. <laughs> it's designed to teach you a principle of prayer. God says, when you're praying, I need you to come to me. Watch me with some proof. Come with your and set forth your case. Where's your evidence? Well, my evidence comes, watch me, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence doom, 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 of things not seen. So my proof is, watch me, is my hope that this isn't going to stay like this. That's why I'm praying about it. You miss me. My proof is my evidence that this isn't going to stay like this. What's my case? My case is built on the law. What's the law? The word. So when I came to you with proof it's going to get better, I came to you with scripture to support that. So my belief in your word is my evidence. And then that's what I present as my case. So the reason when I pray, you hear me pray scripture, is because I'm following the pattern of prayer he said. He said, don't just come before me hollering, screaming, and begging. He said, present your case, and where's your evidence? My evidence is I got hope this is going to get better. I need you to open your mouth. Say, it's going to get better. Matter of fact, say, it's already looking better. So she's consistent and she's persistent. Her prayer doesn't differ be or delay be because of delay. Her prayer doesn't change because of circumstances. She's coming before the judge. Put the robe on. She's coming before the judge. Thank you. She's coming before the judge. And when she comes before the judge, she's coming with a case. Her case is the word. Say the word. Whenever you're praying, look at me, Harvest, you need to get word to back up what you're asking for. When many people pray, you say it doesn't work, and that's because you came with some stuff that ain't in the book. You're asking for stuff that the book never promises you. Why does she keep asking this judge for justice? Can I show you, uh, can I show you her case? Can I show you her case? Here's her case. Can I, can I, come, come, um, you're going to be, you're going to present the case. You good? Good, you're going you're gonna to socially distance present your case. Okay, you're going to socially distance rule. Okay, so you're going to put that back there, socially distance. Okay, all right, okay. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Y'all look at me? Okay, what does the Bible say we have to do in prayer? Go back to Isaiah 41, 21. Set forth our what? Case. And show your what? Proof. What's my proof? That's my evidence. That's my faith. The reason I'm praying about this is because it's going to get better. Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for evidence of things not seen. What's her case? It's based on the word. Where does she get the nerve to ask the judge for justice? She knew her word. How you know that, Bishop? Deuteronomy 10.18. Y'all ready? Deuteronomy 10.18 says this. He executes justice for the fatherless and the... I don't like your silence. He executes justice for the what? Fatherless and the... So when she goes in front of the judge, she says, listen, I got a case to present to you because the word says you're supposed to give me... So I'm not just coming asking for something that's not based on something. I've got a case to present to you because the book says you're supposed to give me justice. 
And what is justice? Justice is when God gives you vengeance and recompense. It's when he gets them back and pays you back. I need you to make this declaration and say, God's going to get them and he's going to pay me. Say, and I don't even want to see nothing bad happen. I just want to be repaid for my troubles. You ought to release a praise right there. You ought to release. So what it doesn't tell us is the case she presented. The case she presented is she came in with a scripture. She says, you owe me. Leave it right there. You owe me some justice. Go back to Deuteronomy, please. You owe me some justice. I need you to open your mouth. Say, it's in the word. Can I go further? Okay, let's go back to Luke. She kept saying, give me justice against my adversary. Now listen, even though it was in the word, she had to be persistent and consistent to win. Many times you think that just because you said it once, that's it. Even though it's yours because it's in the word, say, I must be persistent and consistent. Notice what she didn't do, y'all, is she didn't fight the adversary. She went above the adversary's head. I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm not fighting low fights no more. Make sure you say what I said. Say, I'm not fighting low fights anymore. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You, if you got a problem, come here. If you got a problem, come on, right here, right here, right here, right here. All right? Listen. Okay, socially distanced adversaries. Okay. Here's the deal. So listen, if, 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 if y'all are adversaries and you don't want to come and asking for justice, you present the case. Here's what we're tempted to do. Y'all ready? Rather than going above her head, look at her. You fight right there. You met, look, look like the real housewife. Listen. And of course, Nene gone. Listen, um, I'm just joking. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know nothing about it. Okay. People give me notes. Much love, Nene. Candy. Ow. Listen, um, y'all ready? This is what you do. So look at me. Okay, y'all go. Y'all go. Come on, go. Go. Give me some fight music. Come on. Now stop. You done been doing that all day. Guess what she don't have the power to do? Give you justice. Let's pretend like this is your sister. Fight. Stop. We so caught up in the music, we, we forgot what they fighting about. I'm sitting over here like, I'm gonna let this ride for a couple minutes. Wait a minute. Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. And so this is what you say at the end of the day. Lord, I'm so tired. Lord, I'm exhausted. Oh, Lord, God, it's been 10. Some of y'all been doing this for 10 years. To change out the role, your sister, your cousin, your brother, your uncle, your wife, your spouse, your this, your that, your this. 
and you've been fighting. And here's the thing. And God is like, what's funny about what you've been doing is you never did what I said to do. This is the same thing your bloodline been doing for years. And then you were born. And when you were born, the curse breaker was born. When you were born, the interruption, the dysfunction was born. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm not fighting like that no more. Baby girl knew her word. I need you to get them podcasts. I need you to get them YouTubes. I need you to get them Facebook. Why? Because when you know your word, okay, y'all squabble for a minute. But when you know your word, stop. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I apologize for letting you stress me out. Some of y'all need to play Anita Baker tonight and say, I apologize. Why? I should have never let you stress me out like that. I should have never let you get me off my square like that. Somebody holler, I apologize. So I know my word. And I shouldn't have messed with you in the first place. So put your hand up to her. And watch, when you do that, here's what you got to do. Because this feels like a what? Valley. What do you have to do? You're going to have to focus on the judge. Because who's got the power to give you justice? The judge. <laughs> the judge. When you're in a valley, who's got the power? The judge. On the mountain, who's got the power? The judge. And who is God? He is the judge. Notice what you stop doing. You stop wasting your energy on low-level fights. So now look at you. Look at how calm you are now. Come on, camera, go to her. Look at how calm she is now. She ain't doing all that extra moving. Because, see, some of y'all, uh, y'all come, y'all got extra. When I Google extra, your picture come up. And you're just doing a whole lot of extra. You wonder why you don't have no peaceful days. That ain't the devil. It's because you fight low. If this was a seventh Sunday, I'd... I'd but I'm not, though. I'm not, though. <laughs> you ready? Put your hand up to him. Say, say my adversary is not my problem. Say, my response to them is. Notice what she did. She said, I'm going to the what? The judge. Say the one with power. But notice how she had to come, y'all. Is there anybody with her? No. She had to go by herself. Your greatest moments and your worst moments will often be your loneliest. I'm going to say it again because you missed it, and I need you to get that. Your greatest and your worst will often be your loneliest. You want to know who's often there in your greatest and your worst? Your adversary. I need you to catch that. Because even when you have an amazing moment, your adversary will try to say it ain't going to last. And when you're in your valley, your adversary tries to tell you, you're going to die like this. <laughs> but I need you to open up your mouth and say, the devil is alive. His mama is too. He doesn't have a mama, but you understand the point. You ready? So she goes to the judge. Y'all stay right there. Just stay right there in that pose. Just stay right there in that pose. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? Verse 4 of Luke 18. I'm almost done. For a while, he said no. Tell her no. I said, tell her no. He hitting the gallery. <laughs> Google extra. Is this picture? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing. 
Okay. All right. Come on. Preach the Bible. Let's go. Y'all be spiritual. Let's go. For a while, he refused. Say no. 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 Say no, 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 no. Say you're not getting a yes, 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 yes. Say you're getting a no, 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 no. Because there's not a yes, 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 yes. They said, Bishop, why are you doing like that? Because for many of you all, this is when you would, y'all leave. This is when you would leave. You would stop. You'd give up. He said, well, I guess that ain't God's will for me to have. But he already told you. you Got to know your word. He already told you. Watch me. He already told you that justice belongs to the widow. So if you give up on the promise and you leave without it, what you don't have is because of what you didn't ask for. You don't get what you deserve. You, des you get what you ask for. You get what you persist for. You get what you're consistent for. And I feel like preaching right here. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, I'm getting what's mine. So notice what the Bible says. So they came again. And watch when her adversary, go and try to act up with her. Uh, watch the hand. She got it this time. She got it this time. This time she didn't even engage. This time she didn't respond to the email. Shut up. This time she didn't clap back on Facebook. Shut up. This time she didn't clap back on Instagram. Uh uh. She just said, Block, you gotta go. You're not bringing me into your mess or drama. Gotta go. But watch what she gets again. <laughs> he got them lines, don't he? Can y'all hear him? <laughs> listen, listen. This is where most people would say, I've tried twice. I feel embarrassed. I feel dumb. It doesn't work. And here's your problem. You told your mama and them you was going to court in the first place. What do you mean by that, Bishop? You were telling other people what you were praying about instead of just letting them see it happen. This is what the Bible says when you pray. He says, go and shut the door behind you. What's the principle? There's some stuff you don't say nothing about until it's done. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm not saying nothing until it's done. So, most people would say, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to give up. But she knew her word. She said, you know what? This feels dumb. So stupid. I've been told no. My current status is questionable. My past achievements are taunting me. And I got doubt about my future. But what I do have is a word. And that word in Deuteronomy says that justice is owed to the widow. Y'all ready? Say justice is owed to the widow. Say it again. Say justice is owed to the widow. But this time, I think she probably said, let me back this up with a little bit more. Maybe I need a little extra scripture because this judge is taking too long. Open up your mouth and say, I have the power to speed it up. So she probably jaywalked over to Deuteronomy 32, 35. 
she just came over here like this here. And when she got to Deuteronomy 32, 35, it says, vengeance is mine and recompense. Both of those together equal justice. Say justice. For the time will come when their foot shall slip. For the day of their calamity is what? At hand. What's that mean? It's in reach. Somebody say it's here. And their doom comes swiftly. So this time when she comes, both of them come, but she slip. I need you to slip and fall. Good job. No, you did that real good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, she ain't fighting no more. The adversary. Now, I need you to please catch this imagery. Because, see, when you, watch me, resist the devil, he'll flee. Resist your weariness. Resist your depression. Resist your discouragement. Resist your issue. Resist your shyness. Come on. And then this time when you go to the judge, watch why he, y'all want to know why he had to tell her yes? He said to himself, because she's going to keep wearying me. Here's what really happened. When your adversary's not there to contest what you're praying for. Come on, y'all, put the scripture up. When your adversary's not there to contest what you came for, then the judge says, well, I had no choice but to issue you a default rule. You overcame depression. You overcame debt. You overcame curses. So I had no choice but to give you a yes. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm built to outlast my adversary. Thank you, sweetheart. Say, I'm built to outlast my adversary. I need you to release the praise that you're built to outlast. You like to energize the burner. You keep. Let me finish. I'm out of time. Let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? You don't get what you deserve. You get what you ask for and prove belongs to you. Y'all ready? Catch this. I'm out of here. We learned on Sunday that the delay was to teach Jesus to obey. Look at this real fast. Stay with me. Hebrews 5, 7. Say, the delay is to teach me to obey. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up what? Prayers and what? Supplication with what? Loud cries and tears to he who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. But did God save him from death? Somebody say, no. no. God heard him and was able to change it, but God did nothing. Why? The delay taught him to obey. Look at verse 8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Your position doesn't matter. Because you're going to deal with some valleys that your position don't matter. The power you think you have doesn't matter. Because you're going to deal with some valleys you don't have the power to change. Watch me. Your prosperity doesn't matter. Because you're going to deal with some valleys where it ain't enough money to get you out of. His delay made him what? Obey. Open your mouth and say this. Say, my delay made me obey. Can I say this another way? The process was designed to be your professor. The process was designed to be your professor. I'm going to say it a third time. The process was designed to be your professor. And let's finish this out. 
verse 6 of Luke 18. Y'all listening? And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice? What's justice? Vengeance and recompense. To his elect, say that's me, who cry out to him day and night. What's that? I won't lose my mind. Pray all the time. If I'm consistent, if I'm persistent, but watch this. I got to have a word. I got to have a word to tie it to. So what the scripture, what the parable doesn't teach us is it doesn't show us what she said, but I just showed you what she said because she found that thing in the word. That was her legal standing. That was her case. So when we come before God and pray, it's not just a bunch of hollering and screaming and acting a fool. You're in a legal proceeding. You miss me. And everything you say is on the record. Which is why you got to make sure that you don't spend time fighting with your adversary. So they get you so mad that when the judge says, what do you want? You know what? I don't want nothing. I just want this to be over. Your emotions are going to make you say something in court that you didn't mean to say. But you got so emotional, you said it. I'm just sick of this. Judge says, oh, you want me to order you to be sick? You just asked for that in a proceeding in the court. And everything you say is on the record. Y'all ready? Look at verse 8. Here's the shout. Y'all ready? We're about to shout. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. He will give what? Justice. To them what? Speedily. Mm -mm. I need somebody in Atlanta to catch this. I need somebody in Florida to catch this. Look at the verse. I tell you, I tell you. He will give what? Justice to them. How fast? Speedily. Come hit the gavel for me real fast. He was waiting on the gavel. Look, one moment she went from feeling like a fool, hit it, to now she's favored. Let me prophesy our next 14. And let me prophesy this rest of this year and the rest of this decade. One moment it's going to be one thing. But because God sees you're persistent, he sees you're consistent, and he sees that you put the word on it. One moment it was one thing. And the next is going to be something else. One moment you were the borrower. The next moment you're going to be the lender. One moment you were asking for, for help. The next moment you're going to be help. Y'all ain't said that. One moment you were trying to get a blessing. The next moment you're going to realize you are a blessing. Shout speedily. I'm done. But here's the last part. She says, or he says rather, but nevertheless, am I going to find faith like that? He says, am I going to find somebody like that in Denver, in Atlanta, in Memphis, in Aurora, in Montebello? Y'all ain't talking to me. Am I going to find somebody that can be persistent, consistent, stick to the word, not get caught up in fighting her adversary, 
Not get caught up in fighting. Because listen, can I be honest with y'all? That part, low key, is gratifying to us. Because we get to see that we hurt who hurt us. You feel good. Because while you're doing all of this fighting back and forth, part of you feels like, ha, what they going to say now? And God is like, you're talking to the wrong person. Why did you not come above their head? You fighting down here, fighting low fights, street fights. This is not street fighter. And God says, kings don't even act like that. Queens, Revelation 5.10, and I make you to be kings and priests. Revelation 1.6, and he has made us to be kings and priests. Everybody stand where we at. Everybody stand where we at. Here's how we're going to end this. (laughs) She was in a valley, but she became fruitful. What made her fruitful? Prayer. She prayed the right way. What did I say on Sunday? Sometimes it's not that you're doing wrong, you're just not doing what's right the right way. You ever seen somebody at the gym doing it wrong? And you wanted to walk over and say, this is not how you do it. They talking about they're doing bicep curls and they're doing this. You know, like, you know, just like that ain't even how this goes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you, watch me, you want to walk over there and do it for them. And then that person, watch me, whose form isn't right will often complain they're not getting results. If your form ain't right, you ain't going to get no I need you to open up your mouth and say, my form is right, right, right. I want everybody, everybody get a seed. Everybody get a seed. Everybody get a seed. Everybody online get a seed. Everybody get a seed. I'm sowing right now. Bishop, what should I sow? Where are you trying to go? Where are you trying to go? Some of you need to sow 50. 50 is jubilee. It's celebration. Celebrating what? You about to win your case? Some of you need to do 500. Some of you need to do 300. Lord, speak whatever you want your people to do. Bishop, why am I sowing into this tonight? You said, Bishop, I don't have any of those. So, so. Bishop, I don't want to sow. Keep your money. I challenge you, though. Get a seat. Get a seat. I just sowed. You got your seat? I want you to make this declaration with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I sow into what I just heard so that it sticks with me. Come on, everybody say, I sow into what I just heard so that it sticks with me. I will be fruitful even in a valley. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.